Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio, brought to you by Rockstar Records, 810 East Main Street, Tupelo, Mississippi, 662-269-3745. Welcome to Locals to Legends Podcast with your host, the voice of $10 Wrestling, noted author that has never been published, and the heaviest CWA light heavyweight champion in history, the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson, and his co-host, the star of Taylor TV, the man who has wrestled Jerry Lawler 1,239 times and never won, Neil the Real Deal Taylor. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio. I'm your host, Gene Jackson, and I'm being joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, if you will, Neil, the real deal, Taylor. Neil, how are we doing this evening? Well, I'm doing okay, but I don't think my neighbors are doing all that well. Uh, there seems to be some domestic disturbance next door, and the cops have just shown up. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. That's yep. that's not good on a Sunday night. That's the kind of stuff you expect on Saturday night. But uh, expect people to be getting well, ready to go to work on on Sunday. Yeah, some people have to get up at like five forty-five or something and go to work. Yeah, so I hear. <laughs> you know, can't all be TV stars that, that don't have to do real jobs. But uh, real quick before we before we get into tonight's tonight's interview, I just wanted to mention right here off the top that. Uh, been a been a bit of a rough week for the wrestling business. I wanted to send out condolences to the families of Chavo Guerrero Sr., uh, Nicole Bass, and uh, the Russian Bear Ivan Koloff, uh, all of which passed away this week. Uh, man, it's 2017 is starting out to be just as rough as 2016 was, as far as it is uh, losing uh, legendary wrestlers. Well, isn't that isn't that what they say that it, it always comes in threes? So it, it seems it, to be. It definitely yeah. came in threes. Very, definitely came in threes very quick this time. It's a huge loss. Um, you know, it's you know it is what it is. Uh, just uh, more legends are leaving us. Some people may take exception to me referring to Cole Bass as a legend. I don't, you know, I don't know. She's well, uh, she's well known. She had her day, you know, her day in the sport. I don't know, I don't know if she was a distant relative of Ron and Don Bass or Maul Bass uh, that us us Memphis folk are familiar with, but uh, she certainly made her mark in the business nonetheless. <laughs> I know it seems like uh, there was more sentiment sent out from uh, the Howard Stern show this week than there was uh, the wrestling world. But she was yeah, well, she wasn't in her. She wasn't in the wrestling world very long, though. I don't, I don't, best that I remember. So, I was gonna say she probably made a much bigger mark on the Howard Stern show than she did uh, any of the time she spent in wrestling. But anyway, I just I thought it uh, needed mention here at the top of the show. Uh, acknowledge uh, that that we did lose those uh, wrestlers this week because, like I say, Chavo Guerrero Senior uh, was, was a big part of the business, and of course Ivan Koloff. Uh, 
former WWF champion, defeated Bruno San Martino and, and had a huge career and uh, had quite the battle with liver cancer and was uh, always a tremendously nice guy. The couple of chances I ever got to meet him and certainly hated to hear that he passed away, especially before they had a chance to put him in the Hall of Fame. But right now, on a happier note, uh, we are going to open up the line and bring on the man of the hour, the man we've been advertising all week, television star Derek King. Derek, are you there, sir? Yes, I am here, late as always. Uh, uh, What are you guys doing up, by the way? Just asking, what are you guys doing up? Well, I mean, if if you want the shoot answer, I mean, I could kayfabe. If you want the shoot answer, uh, this blog talk radio rig, this blog talk radio rig is a certain price if you air your shows after 10 o'clock. And it's a lot more expensive if you want to do it in quote-unquote prime time. So uh, until we can round up a few more sponsors, hint, hint, uh, we're going to be keeping people up till 10 o'clock. I got you. By the way, was George Animal still, is he sick or did, I mean, I thought he was really sick this week. I do want to say George Animal still. Yeah. He passed away. I, I missed that one. I don't George, know. How, I, yeah, you're right. Really George ended up passing George away uh, a couple of days ago. That one said, and by the Gary way, you know, on the ball. Nicole Bass, uh, I wrestled Nicole Bass. I wrestled Nicole Bass, me and C.B. White against Brandon Baxter and Nicole Bass. We wrestled them at the wow. old Chick Stadium, and we wrestled them right there in Jonesboro. <laughs> so yeah, and there's a little. Uh, so tell us a little bit about little that trivia. experience. How much training did she have? Well, if I'm right now looking at I'm looking at a salt shaker and a, and a cup next to me, and I think they had more training than she did. But anyway, that's <laughs> uh, neither here nor there. Very nice lady, really not a wrestler, but um, it was a struggle. This is back in time we had the WWE developmental in um in uh, Memphis, and uh, so the you know obviously Brandon's going to call him this big huge favor, and who's he he'd bring Nicole Bass, and um, yes, that will be uh, a footnote in a book about Nicole Bass. <laughs> wow, what what uh, happened uh, to C.B. Wyatt? Whatever happened to C.B. Wyatt? Whatever happened to C.B. Wyatt? C.B. Wyatt is successful in Memphis, Tennessee. Probably wonder why Derek King's not spending his money. Uh, he is uh, loving life. Matter of fact, uh, I talked to him maybe two months ago, and uh, they were all out on my favorite street in Memphis, Bill Street, and having a good time with him and some friends of ours. Um, having a good time. He's doing well, very well. Well, good. Uh, good. Yeah. Well, that was it. Okay, thank you guys. All right. Well, now that we got <laughs> now that we got the big stuff out of the way, Nicole Bass and C.B. White, let's. Uh... All right, well, Dale. I'm gonna let you. Uh, so let you lead. <laughs> I'm gonna let you lead this one, Neil. At least at the beginning here. Uh, what would you like to ask this Derek ha- about? This is what happened at ten o'clock at night, by the way. <laughs> but, hey, we we should uh, we should do this at like three a.m. That's when the really good stuff comes out. Yeah, there's only a couple of drinks behind that. But <laughs> yeah, that's uh, when I would get the phone yeah. call. Gene, can you take that out of the show, please? Uh, <laughs> we edit that. He, he cuts way too much, right? <laughs> 
Well, um, I, I guess kind of, uh, man, where do you start with Derek King? Uh, Derek, you've done a little bit of everything. God, you've worked with everybody in the business, it seems like. Um, uh, I guess one thing that a lot of people ask me, I guess, because, you know, I'm, I, I, I know you, you and I have traveled together and worked together and all kinds of stuff. Um, what uh, this kind of, I guess, jump in head over, head over heels. Where is the uh, what happened with uh, wrestling with death? Why why didn't that come back for a second season? Well, that pile driver you're supposed to give King or take from King killed it all off. <laughs> <When they're> never... <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm only kidding. Wrestling with Death, the uh, the TV show, has really been bought. It's been bought by MTV, and from what I know, or what I've heard, that the show actually aired on MTV once. They they had the option to buy the to buy the show for five years. WGN owned it for five years, and so they were gonna they sold it to to MTV. Is what I'm you know I'm only secondhand. I'm the little man on totem pole on that. But right. the idea is they wanted to do another show. I mean, they can pick up the show anytime they want to. Sad thing about it is the show is so, in real life, so not what it was <laughs> when we're in that now because we've moved, nobody works in the same place. You know, it's just different. And right. um, But it's just, you know, it, they had the option to. WGN, I think, did as much as they could do to promote it. But. I don't know if they really were behind, let's see if this works, even with the Eric Bischoff show they did on WGN, enough behind trying to do reality TV when they can have Walker, Texas Ranger, or um, that, I can't even think of the one show where it's an older show in the, back in the day that they have on the TV, you know, that's already done and in the can. And in the heat of the night? TV. They show that 900 times In the heat of the night. In the heat of the night, exactly. That's the exact show thing. Oh. Because it's already, you know, it's bought and paid for. And it's just like, like Oprah. She bought all a lot of shows for the network, and for her network, and you can just show them over and over again. I mean, what are you losing? You right. So they, they had to pay for the production. And so I think they just kind of thought of it was a lot easier not to have a reality, you know, not let's not go that way. That's not their station. Well, you know, honestly, so is this one of those deals where is this one of those deals where MTV airs that at four in the morning that you're going to get checked for like seventy eight cents or something, or is it like you got paid on the front end? Like, how does that work? Well, we don't get paid nothing. We've been paid, and I paid taxes already on it, so we didn't get paid nothing else. Um, I'm sure when they air it, it's probably one of those, uh, you know. Like you said, four in the morning. Who knows when they aired? I don't know. It was like I said, somebody called me and told me the show was on. I was like, Are you serious? It's not. There's no MTV. I just watched. I was like, Okay, well, I just know that it is not obviously. You, you, when they say 15 minutes of fame, I call it 15 seconds of fame. So there you go. Because <laughs> like Jimmy Blaylock still gets checks when they air America's Funniest Home Videos from 1989 or whenever he was on it. If it, if that shows it at two in the morning on TBS or something, then he'll get like a small royalty check, which that just I amazes got, me that they kind of got us track that closely. We should have got his deal because we obviously <laughs> didn't get his deal. <laughs> they paid us. Uh, right at the top, and then it was over. So, I mean, well, I mean, not like it's a good reality show. So, 
Yeah, well, you're right. I forgot. I, dig- <laughs> I digress. He's a big star uh, here. <laughs> don't don't flatter yourself, big, okay? Uh, I forgot who made it. Uh, <laughs> First of all. But, uh, here we go. I uh, We were lucky to do what we did, and it was, you know, I also think that the family, and I'm not going to, the family was nervous about doing it because, you know, you're worried about what people think, and I've been wrestling forever. So to me, who cares what people think? So they they were so worried about their, that their image, too, because they live in that town. So yeah. it, it took a minute. Right. But I think I think we would have been better a second season because we would have been more um, seasoned, if you will, about what to do, what not to do, how to do it, why to do it. So. Well, you know, that, I think it sucks that the show didn't get – you know, maybe if it was on a different channel or something, because it, you know, I felt like, and and I heard this from from other people that I know that doesn't so much follow wrestling. That, I mean, it was a genuinely entertaining show. You know, it was, um, you know, it was funny. It was, you know, it was it was a good show. You know, it was it was a novelty show, but it was a good show. Um, how how did that entire thing come about? Like, I mean, who approached who, and kind of how did that how did that come to well, be? Well, two guys. Who lived in uh, Osceola? I almost said Dyersburg. Who lived in Osceola? Um, went to a funeral. <laughs> Strangely, <laughs> they went to a funeral and um, they noticed Lafonte and White Lightning. They go, "Those guys wrestle," and these two guys just happened to write TV shows or you know try to get a pilot together for a show, and they wrote about it. And it just they. I mean. The show before it aired or before it was ever taped was like five years in the making of trying to get that done. So it wasn't like they wow. thought of it one night and go, wow, because it, it was five years in the making. They've done pilots before. They've done, you know, shootings before. Five years later, you know, here we are, and that's what, or here they were at the time, and that's what happened. Wow. You know, they, 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 they it was two guys at a funeral, and I know that's... <laughs> Crazy to say, but that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, hmm. the wow. uh, you know the 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 show. You know, it, it, it of course it showed a lot of wrestling from the from LaFonce's show in Osceola. The uh, was there ever any any issues that came up after that show with with like egos and and that type thing? Because you know there was there was a few guys from over that area. You know, like I said, was. Was a focal point on the show. I know the LA Hustlers was on there, and there was a, a couple other guys. I think Dustin made it on there. But like from the local, the local talent over there, was there any ego issues that came from that? Because of course, you know we're you know wrestlers and egos. I was just wondering well, if there was any. Well, obviously my ego got way huge, and. Uh, no, really, <laughs> not really, uh, nobody really changed, you know, and let me just say one thing about the show, the show, uh, one other thing about the show, the, um, the show aired in Osceola, but everybody didn't have the station because Ritter Cable did not have WGN, so people had to write in for WGN to be presented on their cable network, so the whole town didn't get to see the show that the town was about. The show was about. So there was a lot of that going on. But uh, as far as egos, I mean, it's no 
bigger egos than oh somebody did raw the the, the next week or uh, was an extra on SmackDown. You know, it, nobody cared. You know, it was like hey, we're, here we are. I think for anything, we want the wrestling to pick up there. And I wasn't right. I wasn't normally uh, based in that town or there every week, but you know, obviously for the show, it made sense for me to be there. You know the weeks we tape, <laughs> the weeks we film. It's very essential for me to be there. But other than that, I was not even really even there. You know, just kind of because I was doing whatever his jerking does. But I, I was off uh, drinking, <laughs> probably. But uh, <laughs> and drinking at some drinking at some other show. Drinking at some other show. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, it. I don't think it, it created egos for any of the guys. They're all, everybody's pretty much humble. I mean, the East Coast bad boys, the hustlers, you know, everybody's pretty much, you know, down to earth. And we realize that it's, and they're, I don't know if I'm kayfabe or not, but manufactured, you know, wrestling. Right. So that's what we do. Right, right. Well, um, I guess kind of jumping all over the place because some of the questions I've got uh, um, is just Go random stuff, I guess. I, it's random stuff that I wanted to know, I guess, and then maybe other people would find it interesting. Um, it happened once, in day, okay? Leave it at that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my wife's not listening. Anyway, anyway, Back in the day, and I can't remember exactly what year it was. It may have been uh, 2001 or two. I'm not sure, but uh, you went to work for OVW. And uh, Louisville, back when it was still uh, the WB uh, develop, developmental territory. Um, how did that? How did that whole thing come to be? Where you went to work for OVW? <laughs> this is funny. Cornette had just started. Uh, I say it's funny, but it's just how I think about it. But uh, Cornette had just started <laughs> booking for Power Pro, and uh, Nick Denson and I are really good friends. And uh, Cornette had just started booking for Power Pro. So Nick goes, hey, can you book Derek up in OVW? I'm like, yeah, I'll go. You know, what else am I doing? And uh, Cornette goes, of course. And then next thing I know, I'm blonde-headed. I was blonde-headed before I left, and next thing I know, I'm in OVW. And then I worked in OVW, and they tried to work out a deal for me and Jason Lee. Obviously, Jason and I were way too small to be WWE developmental guys. So they hired us as trainers, as, uh, you know, basically ping-pong balls for the guys who <laughs> who have right. contracts. But we're working with them every night to show them this is working. You know, this is what we do, you know, or how this works. Right. And uh, so we work with, you know, from Brock to Shelton to, you know, Cena and I tagged with Cena, and then we did thing with Orton, and you know, it's just like, but we never thought of it as, and even to this day, and I'm, and I'm really, and obviously you ate this food at TGI uh, Fridays. Anyway, I'm not even bringing that up. But anyway, uh, we, uh, my, my, my one claim to fame, yeah, that I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I ate the triple decker from John Cena at one night. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I never look at it as like. Oh my God! We talked. I mean, we were all just the boys, just trying to make it, and they were already there, so we knew we had to take care of them. And you know, it was our job. And so when people go, "Hey, you did that, dude," 
who wouldn't do the job we did? I mean, who right. wouldn't have been whatever they needed to be? And first of all, who shouldn't be that now? And that I mean, I've argued with the guys today at a show. I was like, show up, shut your mouth, and do what you're told. What can you change this? I mean, evidently you're going to do the freedom of wrestling. How often you get to do that, you know? So, yeah, so we were there, and then, you know, Cornette, the answer original question, uh, Nick Dismore is the one who said to Cornette, hey, you should book Derek and come up, and then next thing I was there for life. Huh. How was Cornette to work for? Oh, my God, the greatest. Uh, I've got yelled at a couple times, but the uh, Jesus Christ, brother, no, uh, the the, uh, the greatest because he's he's in it twenty four seven, and that's what I like. I mean, twenty four. I say I like it because when I'm at home, I don't want to talk about it. But twenty four seven, he's wrestling, and every little thing. I remember this one little angle he told me. I say angle. One little thing he told me. He goes, Derek, I want you to chew gum going to the ring. I said, chew gum. He goes, chew gum going to the ring. So then we had an interview afterwards. He goes, now, when you get up here, place the gum on my shoulder. And then, you know, y'all do the interview and the walk off. So I place the gum on his shoulder and walk off. Six segments later or four segments later, he noticed the gum on his shoulder, which alluded back to us, which was full circle, like, oh, I forgot the blondes were out here earlier. These guys are putting gum on my shoulder. Bob, Derek King, blah, blah, So he gave you, you know, he made you, he made me think. It's like, it wasn't over when we left that interview stand. It wasn't over. It was like, we were still right. part of the show, you know? And nobody does that now. You know, everybody's like, okay, you're done. Get out of here. I don't think about you later. That's it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, the greatest learning tree, you know, one, I say one of the greatest learning trees because, from Randy Hills to Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, Don Bass, Jimmy Vagan, I mean, David Milliken, for that, for that matter. Guys like who could watch a 16-year-old kid grow, they all did it. <clears throat> right. I mean, you, you, you got the opportunity to learn from some of the, the very best ever, um, not just in Memphis, but in, you know, in, in the wrestling business in general. And when you say 16-year-old kids, so how many years – okay, so we're in 2017. How many years has Derek King been in the wrestling business at this point? So we like to say 25 years, but I'm sure it's a little shy of 25 years because it's 16 years. I mean, I, I started when I was 16, so 16 to now, so like 23, 24 years. So it's like a lifetime. I'm not, by the way, I probably lost two years of uh, – Drink with Neil Taylor, so I, uh, who knows? Uh, for a lot of those years. And uh, so, <laughs> who knows? In my 20s, 20s, you know, I, I, I've surpassed 20 years in this business for sure. Yeah, the, um, you definitely passed 20 because I've been, this will be my 18th, so I know. Yeah, it'll be. Well, I remember meeting you in Whitehaven trying to get you to, you know, get you to TV. I remember <laughs> Whitehaven. I say I don't, I don't, I don't even know that I remember what you're talking about. Well, yeah, the first time oh. you, ever, you ever came to town, I had to meet you. He was like, "Hey, man, I don't know where I'm like, I'll meet you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was the only time I've ever seen you drive a car. Don't ever tell anybody I'm that. Not... <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm <laughs> that in. 
I've known you for I've known you for twenty years, and that's the only time I've ever seen you drive a car. I didn't even think you knew how. <laughs> don't I, I still don't know, but they still put me behind the wheel. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate driving. Hate it. I used to. I used to enjoy it. I don't like it so much anymore. But um, anyway, no. kind of ra- wrapping up the OVW thing. How did uh, how did the how did your time there end? Uh, because I, well, I don't remember that. I don't remember that story. Here is the story. My partner Jason Lee actually went back and you can watch it on television. Went back and did the uh, WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Division. And, um, of course, we're getting paid by WWE, and they're going, why would we pay these guys if one of the guys is on WCW television? Which makes all the sense in the world. And uh, so <laughs> Jason was done, and so it's hard to pay one guy, and, you know, not pay the other, you know. And so basically I did a few other shots. I think I wrestled Slick Robbie D a couple times or whatever. And then um, Jerry Lawler started at the casinos back in Memphis. And I, it was easier for me to stay home and wrestle than, you know, didn't live up there or whatever it was and travel back and forth. So I just moved back home and I worked for the casinos for Lawler and um, whatever was next to Memphis. And then, plus, I had Dyersburg, too. I, I was still booking Dyersburg at that same time. All right. Well, during that time was was something else that you started doing that became kind of a staple with you, and that was that was dyeing your hair blonde. Even to this day, I mean, you you went back to black, and I just I, I, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that Derek King doesn't have blonde hair. Um, and I have heard um, I have heard uh, I have heard this story before. It's kind of an interesting story. You were um, um, backstage at the uh, at a raw taping. Or, or, or at Raw in uh, Memphis, and uh, there was a let's just say a dead guy that walked around and right. he said something to you about the blonde hair. What? Uh, tell us a story about that. Well, we got to take where it came from. Uh, first of all, Cornette's the one who made me dye. He told me, asked me if I dyed my hair. My mother had never seen me with dyed hair. My mother thought it was just a wash in and wash out. And so I was on TV before she ever knew it. She thought I can just, like, wash it out. I was like, no, no, this is my hair for real. And so I uh, I had my hair dyed. And then when I went to do Raw in Memphis, and uh, Sheldon Benjamin and I are good friends. Or, we're, you know, I say good friends, but we're friends and whatever that may mean. And uh, The Undertaker's walking around, and he goes, all right, who had it first? Talking to me and Sheldon, of course. <laughs> Sheldon was like, well, I got it from him. So, you know, I got the big props from The Undertaker and, and Shelton at the same time. I was like, you know, I have to give it to Shelton for giving me the, you know, the nod there. But, you know, when you say, when they say that to you, it's like, what the hell? Because, I mean, here I am sitting in a tent, a tent, literally a tent in the dressing room. I mean, like outside of a dressing room door. And, you know, I'm just sitting outside this tent. And, you know, here I am with blonde hair and Shelton at the same time who was, on top of the world with blonde hair. So uh, Undertaker's like, all right, because he's talking to Sheldon at the same time. He's like, all right, who had it first? And he's like, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. 
So I'm guessing if, if Shelton would have said he had it first, if Shelton would have said you, he had it first, he'd have been shooting it all. Yeah. You're right. I'd be wearing a wig or something. It's like, are you getting Or I would have been just at home going, well, nice and raw. <laughs> I miss raw tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, uh, it was, excuse me, it was, um, it was quite a moment there, I would say. <laughs> well, How much of a hassle it was at all those years keeping your hair blonde? It's a hassle now because I want to go back to blonde, and so I have to figure out the dates and all this kind of stuff because every month <laughs> – by the way, this is an $80 a month ordeal. Haircut, ding it and bleach. I mean, you know, you can't you can't never let them see it without it bleach because you know even when you you know when it starts to grow out you still got to go bleach it again, and then as you get older I don't know if you know this Neil Taylor as you get older <laughs> your hair starts to fall out it's not being to be as thick as it once was so I have to take you in a stride so don't I know it it's, it was it's the greatest hassle and I probably dyed my hair for the last twelve thirteen years so yeah it it, uh, <laughs> it sucks. Wow. So when fans go, well, are you hearing blonde? I go, because I have a full head of hair. <laughs> I don't want to be bald. But you don't want to be natural? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow. Exactly. So before it's all said and done, it will be, it will be blonde again. <laughs> it just takes a minute. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, That's so true. People want to do that question. <laughs> That's not natural. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, and I going back to that, I'm kind of surprised that they would even with with Shelton Benjamin on TV, like you know, with the blonde hair. I, I think he was on television at that point with blonde hair, right? Right, he was because Lawler yeah. pitched an idea. Lawler pitched an idea of uh, me being Shelton's little brother, and oh, okay. uh, you know, cause Shelton had his mom on TV, Thea, I guess is the lady's name, and uh, had his mom on the show. And um, not your mom. Anyway, I had his mom on the show. Then was going to have me as a little brother. But you know, you got to the the getting stuff like that over. So you would have been his crash um, Holly, basically. Basically, yes. <laughs> wow. By the way, I know crash. Uh, I knew crash Holly. By the way, I knew crash Holly very well. Well, yeah, you're right. You're, you're exactly right. <laughs> well, I was surprised. You know, because as an enhancement talent, I was surprised they would even let you go out like that. They, they uh. You know, because they're so quirky well, about some of that kind of stuff. I could have just told them, damn it, I sue you for discrimination. I'm just kidding. No, no. Uh, and it's so, like, but on the hood, pal. Pal. Damn, pal. <laughs> now, anyway, I was listening to Bruce Bridges. I just listened to Bruce Bridges on the way here. I can't say GD on, on the show, but you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I love it. You can. One they all just get the little set. Yeah. Goddamn, pal. <laughs> 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 one of my one of one of my favorites. I love it. Uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I love, oh my god. <laughs> oh, I know you got to appreciate that with as much time as you spent around him in your career. I'm sure. You know, you know, uh, <laughs> I, you know. It, it's crazy about the, speaking of Jarrett. Um, Jeff Jarrett's probably one of my favorite wrestlers. And uh, to get to know, and, you know, I say no, but, you know, work with him or whatever, it's always so like, man, he makes it so, every time I see him, he's like, what are you doing? You know, always, even asking where my blonde, he asked me where my blonde hair was the last time I wrestled, wrestled at the same show. He was like, where's that blonde hair? I was like, 
but it, it means enough to me that they know who I am. And I know everybody goes, well, you know, marking out or whatever they want to call it. I get to live my dream, guys. I mean, and who gets to do that? You know, I don't know how many people get to do that. So for those guys who Well, all, I mean, you're, you're now the second most famous king from Memphis, right? So. Well, there you go. Or well, third, you, I guess. You go. Maybe third if you include Elvis, but, you know. If if Neil Taylor's in that running, but it'll beat somebody else. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I, will, I will tell you, the king did call me the other day, and that you know, just makes me, you know, one other thing that goes, wow, they, you know, you've done your job. And all my thing was to be a good wrestler. I love it that much. I don't I don't care about getting anything out of it. I love wrestling. So... Nobody else thinks that way, but I do. That I know it's silly, but in cliche, is what that's what I do. That's why I like it. Well, I mean, you know, we talked to Conrad Thompson last week and talked about you know being growing up a fan and then being you know friends with Flair and all that. It's like, I got to figure. Hey, you know, there'll be people who go, well, Wait, what's that? Who booked this shit? Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there'll be people that'll that'll ask you, well, do you consider your career a success? You know, if you didn't go spend the of 10 years in WWE or whatever, but I got to figure you growing up the kind of fan you did, the fact that your name gets mentioned in the same breath and Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and, uh, you know, you, you've yeah, had so yeah. many matches with them and spent so much time around them. That's, that's got to be, I mean, that's got to be a biggest success as anything you could hope for, right? I mean, what else would I want? I mean, I grew up watching Channel 5 every Saturday morning. You know, everybody goes, well, you know, what you doing? I love it when fans go to me. The, when you go make it to WWE, I go, trust me. Been there, done that. Would never want to go. I'm not, trust me, if they call me tonight, I've been the first thing smoking out of town. But I know how that works. I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at on the totem pole. I'm not, oh, my God, WWE is be all end all. And trust me, the greatest show on earth, WWE. But I'm a Memphis wrestler. And that meant more to me than anything in the world. Who from that era have you not gotten an opportunity to work with that you really wish you would have had a chance to, to, you know, do something with at some point? You know that's funny? I can't name one. I can't. I've worked with Jimmy Card. I've worked with Austin Idol. I mean, I can't name one. I really can't name, I mean... I'm, I'm, and I'm sitting here racking my brain right now. So I, I look around thinking, who? I wrestled all of those guys. Every Brian Cusher, Coco Beware, you name it, I wrestled them. And I mean, that's, to me, I mean, I, I didn't realize I'm telling you that right now. It, it hadn't even hit me. That, that That's what that means. But I, I can't tell you one that, that I hadn't wrestled at all that I'm. Oh, I should have wrestled him. No, I got to do something with him. You know, somehow or another. I mean, you even got to work with Rodney Grimes for God's sakes. I mean, you've done it all. <laughs> so I just, quit, I just quit the business one more time. One more time. One more time. Not knocking oh Rodney Grimes because he's very nice to me. He's a very good guy. Now I'm starting to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I'm sure. <laughs> Let me tell that. I'm sure he has attributed dozens of dollars to your bank account over the years. So. 
got me ten thousand dollars. Think you owe me a couple dollars. <laughs> I um this 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 is why I can't talk to both of you guys. This is why. <laughs> Yeah, you know, got paid once. <laughs> damn, damn. Well, yeah, well, are y'all are y'all done? <laughs> Here I am. Here I am, guys. We get we get blown up, Derek. What you gotta good, give us a minute, just like in the ring. You got somebody. What a build up this is! What a build up this is! And we got Derek King on the show, and we've asked every question we know. There we go. This is well. I mean, this is our Larry Zabisco walking around on the floor moment right here. (laughs) You know, I really like Bruno, and Bruno was a great guy. (laughs) I can't believe I left my speech at home. I don't know. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. He really left his speech at home. What do you? You know what? From now on, if you ever say your dog did your homework, I might believe you. I might believe. I might believe my kid down. Your dog, the dog really did eat your homework. I, I didn't know. I that just so blows my mind that Derek King has a child. That just quit reminding me of that. Possible. I just reminded myself of that when I picked him up. I was like, "Oh, you're mine." How's this happening? What a drunken night that was. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> kidding. Uh, I love him to death. Oh, he's sleeping in. I call him Elvis because he, he's my Elvis person. They go, Elvis, get up. Let's go. Let's go, Elvis. <laughs> Make me some money, oh. Elvis. Be, be rich and famous, Elvis. <laughs> So here's a here's a pretty generic question. If he ever wanted to get in the business, would you let him? No. There you go. He knows he's not. Why he knows that? he's not allowed already. This thing <laughs> cut out for real people. <laughs> yeah, but he can. But yeah, he can. But he can already outwork most. So I mean. Well, that is true. He takes better bumps than most of us say. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's the first thing you got to teach him right there. Hey, 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 right. Quit taking all them bumps. <laughs> Be like your dad. Roll, Jack. Roll down. Roll down. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that one. But <laughs> I, I, it's just not for my kid to be doing. And I'm not saying my kid's better than anybody, but damn it, no. Especially because he's going to hear a lot of stories about his dad. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. <Come on. laughs> well, you know yeah. your dad wants you. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't say that. <laughs> That's okay. I'll um, I'll be his first trip to the bar. So yeah, we'll, tell, we'll tell some we'll tell some Derek King four o'clock in the morning Tracy Smothers stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you remember that? Oh my god! I don't like you. That was a long night. Shut up. <laughs> I'm bringing well, sandals to the fucking excuse my language. Then. Well, <laughs> bring, you, well, you slept through most of it because we're and I guess to tell the story, we were doing a show at the um, at the Hollis Free Casino and Tracy Smothers was there, and uh, I run into you guys at uh, y'all were well. It started at a table, which it was myself, Tracy Smothers, Derek, 
uh, who else was there? Uh, Mike Jones was there, and uh, Brett yeah. Michaels was there. Not not the guy from Poison, the wrestler. Uh, we were looking <laughs> so for it him. Starts there. Yeah, we were looking for him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we start we start there, and 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 Tracy just goes on these tirades and these crazy stories about whatever, and and uh, he's drinking and drinking and drinking, and then. All of a sudden, in the middle of he'll just stop and goes, I'm getting y'all on y'all's nerves, ain't I? I'm sorry. This is my – what was he? What did he say? This is my birthday. I'm just having a good time or something. And this <laughs> I, I heard, we heard every story, but it's so great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this proceeded on for like four hours, and we had gotten run out of the restaurant, so we moved to the casino bar. <laughs> right, and yes. Derek has got his head on the bar like he's almost asleep, and Tracy's still talking to him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going. Uh, I'm with him. <laughs> yeah. that is, look, I, that is from um, Neil. After tonight, don't ever talk to me again. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, hey, but, after, uh, after the uh, night. <laughs> After hanging out with you and Nick and John Cena, I, I I knew there was nothing I could ever do that you would not be my friend again. So um, <laughs> right. I, I, after those after those stories, anyway, because I don't I remember some of that stuff, but not all of it. I, I'm trying not to tell too much of myself, but anyway. right. no telling anything on me. I promise you. I, I can just remember <laughs> after when you ate John Cena's food, he's like. Did he eat all that? Yes, he ate every bit of that. That's all gone. <laughs> Let's just get out. Let's just go. <laughs> we'll see him another time. Honestly, <laughs> and then you had to then you had to direct him in. You had to show him where to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was uh, the only thing I could remember about that. I don't remember how we got to TGI Fridays. I remember sitting in a room with a big long table, and I remember looking over my left shoulder and thinking. That guy's got green hair, and I was thinking, God, I'm drunk. But that guy has got green <laughs> hair. You, you were way out of you. It was Hurricane Helms. The doink there? <laughs> so I was, oh, like, okay, God, I was Hurricane Helms. I was, uh, <laughs> so I guess a moment of sobriety and all that. But I, I remember bits and pieces of that, but it was so much fun. And, <laughs> yeah, I knew that, that I knew that, I, that would probably be the last time I probably ever saw yeah. Derek King again was that night. So let me. I gotta ask y'all this question. I gotta ask y'all this question on behalf of Jax and and Leslie Jones. At the at the night, all these shenanigans were going on. Did y'all uh, did y'all have any idea that he would go on to break Ric Flair's record as sixteen time world champion? No, no, no. Didn't think he'd be world champion, let alone sixteen time world champion. Never yeah, thought. Well, you know, that's another thing. That's another thing that's so funny about the business. At that time. You look at we all. I looked at everybody. It's like we're just having fun. Like we're just lucky, you know. We're lucky to be in business. Did I think he'd be WWE champion? No, absolutely not. Did I think he'd be fifteen wow. time world WWE champion? Absolutely not. <laughs> he Down was the champion the night we all hung. He was the champion we all the night we all hung out, and I didn't know it then. <laughs> <laughs> That's so classic. I didn't. <laughs> no, I really didn't. <laughs> I, no, I believe that wholeheartedly. 
there was a time Neil didn't know who was champion, and he didn't know a single guy on the TNA roster or anybody outside of well, who oh he worked with. Yeah. Not, not not TNA, but I don't know anybody on your roster now. I couldn't tell you. Was well, you, I, uh, I don't Derek, think they know who's on the roster at this point. <laughs> uh, no, they don't. Derek, was you, did you work that? Did you work the show that night? That um, well, I know you worked the show because we were tag partners. The night we were sitting in the the camper trailer thing at that show for Johnny Morton and James um, Storm was there. Yeah, but I didn't know who he was, and they said, Neil, you're working James, and I said, James who? Because <laughs> I didn't know who he was. <laughs> like, well, Neil, just drink another one, and we'll we'll get past it. <laughs> James, James Storm gets big-leagued by the motherfucking Memphis jobber. <laughs> like, who, who the fuck is this guy? Excuse my language. Who the hell is this guy? And it's just like James Storm. <laughs> you ask Corey Macklin who the fuck I am, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. So. <laughs> He's not yeah. the guy with Rest and Ride, is he? He's the Rest and Ride guy? No. Who's the <laughs> Personal friend of J.D. McCain, sir. <laughs> oh, let him in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's that. I know who you're talking about. No, no. <laughs> 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 all, when do we, all I can, when do we quit all I this can, business? When do we quit? I, I don't think we do. <laughs> I, you know, I am May thirteenth. Let me go ahead and get the no, plug out real fast. May thirteenth is Derek's last and final match. What? And, uh, we're working on it. No, no, no. That's the truth. We're working on it against me against Jerry Lawler. We're looking at to be embarrassed, Bird. On my birthday, and it's over with. Is this an exclusive? Is this an exclusive for our for our show here? That the, the <laughs> exclusive Derek King announcement of retirement. There you go. It's over. Derek King retires May thirteenth. The only way to be a true Memphis legend, you got to wrestle till you're goddamn eighty. I mean, you can't. Well, <laughs> you can't retire at your age. I mean, Jesus. I'm 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 I'm, I'm setting the standards. <laughs> They've been passed. So, so, so let me get this out. straight. Let me get this straight. Derek King's wrestling Jerry Lawler in May of 2017, and Derek King's the one who's retiring at the end of it. That means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. You might just got me heat right now. <laughs> in case you can't pick the voices out, that's Gene Jackson saying that. That wasn't Derek that said that, I'm sure. I didn't, I didn't say that. There you go. But we're working on me against the King because, obviously. It's the kitty. Right. Watch them elbow drops, by the way. Well, I've got a Jesus one, Christ. Huh? <laughs> I've got... God, that, that's probably the height. Oh, my Lord. God. Yeah, oh, I heard it. I've got... <laughs> that's terrible. I've, uh, I've... I got Dolph Ziggler on the other line. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I even associated with this right now? I, <laughs> I didn't say any of this. Well, oh, the music in the queue. I, I love it, Gene. You have nothing to lose. Look at you, like fuck it. Exactly, <laughs> right? I manage a car lot. I don't I give a shit about any of this stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Well, that was my time, guys. Thank you for having me. 
I just get on here on Sunday nights and stir up shit with everybody else, and then I go to work the next day, and I don't have to see. Well, good people thing are. is it's at ten o'clock at night. Nobody's listening, so we're good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but this thing is available for download on iTunes. So. <laughs> oh my! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear what he said about Lawler? <laughs> Tweet it to everybody. <laughs> God. Um, well, you know, you know, you know. Oh, you know. <laughs> It's oh, all in fun. Everybody, on everybody on this show right now loves Jerry Lawler and and respects him. Just a joke. Take it He's easy. He's a king. He really, is, he really is a king. From yeah. the bottom of my heart. That's <laughs> bad. <Yeah>. Bad. <laughs> what about that power drop? Oh, oh that that was Dundee. That wasn't Lawler. Can we get Neil please Taylor? Please tell, tell a story you keep referring to. <laughs> oh, can I, can I please say it? Here we are. I got, you got me up now. Here we are uh, at TV, Channel 30, Corey Macklin's Memphis Wrestling. And uh, Neil Taylor's on the show. First of all, how did Neil Taylor get booked on the show? So Neil Taylor's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> He's the king of North Mississippi, go, damn it. I go, <laughs> Neil Taylor's here. Hell in the handbasket. Here we go. We're going down. I'm kidding. Anyway, can you take a pile driver? Yeah. Yeah. Then he, as everybody else walks off, he looks at us, okay, I got to take this pile driver. Like, I'm like, how do you take a pile driver? What? Like, if you know one thing about Memphis wrestling, it's how to take a pile driver. If you ever want to make it there, you know you're taking that finish from one person. <laughs> you got to know that. Like, it sounds like if you I'm take it better than Austin. It's like if you, if you work in rock and roll, I gotta take a double drop kick. I know I gotta take a double. How do I get double kicked in the face? I know I gotta take that. It's coming. He comes back. First of all, the word got off worse, worse. Uh, power driver, get to the back. Have you ever taken one? No. We're really practicing the power driver in the dressing room. I mean, like in the hallway of <laughs> elevators and everything. It's trying to just his legs up, grab his grab his, the the uh, his thighs. You know what are you doing, huh? I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally going insane. Going, how do you not know I take this thing? The, you're just not. You're just falling. You're you putting your legs up and falling. What else do you have to do? You only got to do nothing else. He's gonna take care of the rest of it. Fall down, legs in the air. Horrid. Man, I've never taken one. I go, oh my God. What's your finish, Paul Driver? What? <laughs> like, what are you, you give one, but can't take one. Are you kidding me? What a rib. I can take a super kick, folks. I can, I can take a super kick. God. Neil Taylor, quit with me. Just quit with me. Just quit with me. Please. I should have quit. I don't know with, I should have quit the day before that. Yeah. I was trying to get you to quit then. I was like, dude, walk off. <laughs> Time to quit right now. God. In my, oh my. In, in my defense. I, you never watch I'm, TV? Yeah, Stevie Wonder cringed at that power driver. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, what? I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do uh, take and make a power yeah. driver on TV? <laughs> I had to take it off Bill I knew that was a good idea Bill Dundee's 
<laughs> building D's a foot and a half shorter than me. I could barely bend over enough to, for him to hook the move. <laughs> when I when I he tried to hook me for it, I knew it was going to be shit. <laughs> so well, I go, wait a minute, I got lost somewhere. So this wasn't Lawler giving you a pile driver. This was Dundee giving you a pile driver. No, it was Dundee. It was Dundee giving me a pile driver. Are you sure it was Dundee giving you a pile driver? Yes, I, I know I, it was Dundee that gave me a pile driver because Dundee, after <laughs> Corey was fixing to cuss me out in the dressing room, and, and Dundee actually stepped up and he was like, No, I should have never called that because he's two <laughs> foot taller than me. I should have never I, called I, that. And I'm just saying, like, everybody's two foot taller than you. I'm going to research the archives of, of Corey Mack was Memphis Rath and, and see if I can find that. Uh, please don't. You know you know who's got it on tape? Yes, yeah, put that on YouTube. Chris That'd Mack. be tremendous. Chris I saw that. Uh, somebody DVR'd it. A friend of mine DVR'd the show. And I watched it back. That's the only time I've ever seen it. And it oh, my Lord. But, no, it was Dundee in – I've took a, I've took two dozen pile drivers from from Lawler and it's been fine, but the one with Dundee that was just bad and it wasn't. I mean that was live. That wasn't even the tape show. That was live and it was when we landed. I thought big oh my move. God. It was the shit, but he tried to pile drive him. <laughs> he tried to block it as he went down. He tried to block it. I think he tried to block it. Neil Taylor made to block it on the way down. First ever successful block of a pile driver. Neil Taylor just <laughs> invented the block for a pile driver. What, what was that? I just didn't back it, up. I don't know. <laughs> it probably would have been better if I had taken it like Steve Austin. You better be taking it like anybody. Yeah. <laughs> At least you'd be in the hospital and nobody could have bitched you out. God damn it, Neil, hey, what the just, fuck was that? If you took it like Andy Coffin, we'd have paid his head twice. <laughs> there we go. It's feel like Andy Coffin, they'd still be on TV now. Right. We'd be still, we'd still be talking about it. Damn it. That was great. He, he, killed, he killed the town. Oh well, we would have been thinking, who's going to pay for the ambulance when they got there? Who's paying for this? <laughs> Nobody's paying for that. Well, Memphis wrestling's over with now. He blew the big move. <laughs> we, we, we went in the hole with 200 bucks to get <laughs> Oh, my God. Lord. I mean, I should not. Am I knocking on this show? I should not be doing that. Don't, don't. I'm not knocking. I'm, I'm the good baby. Surely not. Joey. I mean, you were the face yeah, of that you, show. Jesus, you're on your own. Oh my God. I'm no Johnny Dodson. I'm just. I'm no Johnny. You <laughs> called me in six months. Then we're not gonna knock everything. And that was the shits too. The last time he went in. Yeah, I want to book you after May. <laughs> I want to book you first week right. of June, and we'll see what kind of interview you have. <laughs> well, they sucked. I want to let you know they are. <laughs> I just want to say fuck everybody that wasn't named Jerry Lawler, okay? Let's just right, let's exactly. start and end right Can't there. Knock the king. You can't knock the king. Can't knock the king. No. The mother motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, that's so all Let's see if we can dig you back out of the hole here a little bit. Uh, <laughs> in your in your twenty five years, in your in your twenty five years of wrestling, what what do you look back on as like 
the favorite time of your of your career? Um, Can I please just for whatever you? reason? It doesn't have to be any particular reason. Just something you look back on fondly. My whole career, best time of my life, the very best time of my life. I've, I've met the greatest friends and enemies, I guess you can say, but it was all worth it. It the best time of my life was wrestling. Best time. All right. Like I can't. Let, my, let me I'm ask my you wife this. Through all this, I mean everything. If if Derek King sitting here tonight in February 2017 could go back in time and talk to the young Derek King that I used to watch get pitched into the ceiling tile, like take backdrops 12 feet in, into the air in, in uh, Corinth, Mississippi, dressed like Shawn Michaels, looking wow. to be this tickled to death to be there. If you could go back and give that guy any advice of anything to do different along the way, is there anything you would go back and tell him to change? Soak it all in. It only happens once. Because I have lived it too fast. You only live once, soak it all in, enjoy it. That's what I tell myself. Go and enjoy it. But I was so worried about trying to be good and trying to be not make anybody mad and try to be happy for everybody and enjoy, you know, like enjoying it for everybody else. I should have just. I guess I'm, I think about it, you know, I probably should say stand up for myself a little bit more, but then again, I would have been Derek King. I would have just enjoyed it just a little bit more. I just soaked it. I mean, I would have just lived it. And I got to, you know, Neil knows this, and you know, I feel like sometimes that Gene, you wasn't there when I was, when Neil was there with me, but I got to live the life of the biggest star in the world on a small level. And right. I would. I wish I would have just took all that in and used it a little bit more. And I say use it because what good is being a celebrity if you can't use it? Right. So and I guess I was, at I, that point you didn't really see yourself in that light. You were just like you said. You were just having I'm, fun. I mean, I found that interesting that you said that earlier in the interview. Yeah, that you said that earlier in the interview that it, it didn't really click with you until just now on this on this show how right. much you've really had the opportunity to do, which I find amazing, you know. But that's the deal. I, like you're, just, you're you're moving, 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 moving and not really enjoying the scenery always. I just wanted to be a wrestler. And I remember Danny Davis going, Are you having fun yet or are you ready to make money? I go, I'm still having fun. I'm still having fun. You know, because I, I didn't care about money and all that crap, but realize this is a business, and that's where I lost all that, because it is a business. But I never looked at it that way. I looked at it as going, I'm going to do the thing I want to do all my life. They could have not have paid me, and I would still have done it. <laughs> now, that's all the promoters out there. I got a couple of months. <laughs> I need to get paid. The worst quote of the night. Don't pay me. I'll you got a call anyway. from Corinth coming in on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, call. Rodney, what's up, buddy? I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. oh my God. We're horrible. Uh, Neil, you got anything else before we wrap up and let Derek go to bed? Because, you know, he's got a, he's got stuff to do. 545, Neil. I heard, by the way, I heard you do your opening there. 
heard that. <laughs> what, what was someone's that? Get up at five. Someone's, I heard you in the opening. Oh. Someone's got to get up at five forty-five in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> At least oh, I didn't repeat the line from uh, from from Sling Blade that I said off the air. So. Yeah. I was proud the, of that. Uh, yeah. Well, at least um, at least you. Uh, I've been up. We've been up at five forty-five before, but it's been because I've been still awake. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I guess kind of in closing. Yeah. I guess kind of in closing, uh, um, just uh, I guess just say thanks for you know uh, for being a friend, um, Lord. <laughs> we can sit here all night long and tell stories, and that's just from you know ride up down the road for maybe a couple, maybe a small amount of time you know that you were in the business. But uh, I just appreciate everything you've taught me, uh, you've done for me. I've got a, I've I've been able to do a lot of really cool stuff. You know, not everybody's got a drinking story with John Cena. So, you know, that was a great result of you. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, just want to say I appreciate it, and uh, um, you'll always be a friend. And uh, um, if you do decide to quit, which I, I just, there's no way you're ever going to quit. Um, you know, we just, we got, we got to keep in touch, and we need one more road trip before you quit. We've got to do one more trip. I've got to get us booked somewhere. Well, I'll definitely say I appreciate everything. Seriously, uh, thank you very much for all those words, kind words. But we would definitely have one more road trip, and um, I'm sure I'll be passed out here in the passenger seat. But anyway, it would be fun to do. And uh, seriously, I mean, this is what I love to do. And you guys, you know it. I mean, I don't have to explain that to you. And, it's what I feel like I was put here to do for a minute. So I have fun doing it, and I'm ready to uh, – I don't know what my next chapter is, and we never know. So I need to try something different before I'm all said and done with this uh, whole song and dance. So, Well, you know, um, I haven't had the opportunity to spend as much time around you as, as Neil has, but you know, I will say the the times I've spent around Derek King, be it in dressing rooms or here on these podcasts over the years, it's it's always been fun. We've always had a lot of laughs, and uh, both as a wrestler and as a fan, I've always enjoyed your work and and always found you to be entertaining, no matter what the situation was. And uh, if if you do actually retire, uh, I respect that. I think uh, there comes a time in your life where you kind of have to, especially when you got children and wives and things of that nature, where right. you do have to kind of look at. Uh, you know what's what's next and and what's going to carry you into your golden years, but uh, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not I'm not calling you a liar, but <laughs> sure seems hard for uh, for guys to stay out of that ring, including uh, including another gentleman we got on the line that's been retiring since like 2011 or some shit. So <laughs> he's been on the long, world's I longest retirement tour since the Rolling Stones. So. <laughs> I definitely I definitely understand exactly what you're saying because it's hard to quit. Rick first quit fifteen thousand dollar thing. Um, so we'll, we'll, but on the uh, on the too, yeah. But if for the last match or whatever, when we get together, I'll let you know for sure. And you guys both should, should come down and we can hang out and we could maybe do a podcast from there. Who knows? That would be awesome. We'll try to make that happen. Actually, that would be that would be. We'll have, to, we'll, we'll have to see what the PO is. Like I said, we'll <laughs> yeah. do a podcast from there. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Just don't stooge off any of this shit I said about Lawler uh, before the show. Yeah, don't fuck this up, everybody. 
Yeah, he's yeah. Lawler's done broke one of your ribs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I can talk about the guy because he broke my damn rib, <laughs> bastard. You know? Hope he don't break mine. That's what I'm. That's all. <laughs> Take us with you, Derek. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck. You got to have. You got 20 more years. You got to keep doing it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek. Well, thanks for coming on here with us, man. Thanks for staying up late on a Sunday night. We do appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, keep keep us informed on the on this whole final match thing. If there's any way we can find our way there, we will do our best to do it. All right, no problem, guys. You got to take care of yourselves. You too. Take care, Derek. All right, buddy. All right, bye. Well, all right, Neil. There he was, our friend, our fellow wrestler, Derek King. Like I say, one of my one of my favorite people in the business, legitimately. Just uh, just all around good guy, fun loving guy, and uh, I don't know how anybody can not like Derek. I, I've I've never run across anybody that hasn't liked Derek. Is as long as I've been around, I've you know, uh, you know Derek is Derek has always been a uh, a uh, a good friend. Uh, we you know we actually uh, seem like we text back and forth a little more often than we have probably in the last six six or seven months so um i love Derek to death he's a good guy you know like i said nobody's never heard anybody talk bad about him and you know it's it's funny to be in a dressing room you know the Derek's on and that you know may have you know what's kind of a name a big name type person in there they know exactly who Derek is so um just a testament to you know just a testament to Derek i mean all, all the way around the performer the personality you know uh you you can't you you just there's no way you can hate Derek King. Absolutely not, and it's always fun to have him on the podcast and say some things that makes him uncomfortable. You get that uncomfortable laugh of his where he knows <laughs> <laughs> he he hates, he hates we just said whatever we said, but it's out there now, so he, all he can do is laugh oh, yeah. and go with it. So, <laughs> uh, so right now we are going to uh, make sure we squeeze in uh, one of our more popular segments of the show, and that's of course. The bad promo of the week, and this uh, this one this week, man, is uh, a real doozy. And when you talk about bad promos, I don't know how familiar you are with this one or the show that it took place on. Um, I know uh, you and I were working a show in Tupelo for CWA that we've jokingly mentioned a couple times tonight. Um, and the guys were heading out to do this show the following night on a Sunday at a casino. It was the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view. Have you ever seen that? I've heard of it, but no, I don't. I don't know that I've seen it. I will. I'll send you a link to it because it's on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it. It's it's horrendous. It really is. And uh, Jake the Snake, uh, God help him, long before he. Uh, got cleaned up and is in the state of mind he's in now this is around the time you and i would have worked a couple of shows with him so you kind of know where he was at at this point this is a a somewhat infamous promo he did Uh, part of it's played during the intro to botchamania Uh, i know my buddies uh, jeremy flint and dick justice are a big fan of this promo and quote parts of it frequently (laughs) so right now enjoy jake the snake roberts along with uh michael st john of memphis fame from the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view. And speaking of Jake the Snake Roberts, he's with our man, Michael St. John. Thank you, gentlemen. Back here I have a man of legendary proportion, the man, Jake the Snake Roberts. 
He is a man that you all recognize. He's a legend. Come on, Jay, get on in here. The folks want to hear from you. You won't say what I just, you know, you do a casino, everybody says, well, gosh, the casino, you should gamble. Let me tell you something, Hamble. You don't want to play cards with me because I'll cheat. Okay? I cheat. You want to play 21? I got 22. You want to play blackjack? I got two of those, too. You want to play ace and ace? Maybe I got too many of those, too. Bottom line is this. You do not gamble with me. The only thing you should gamble is this. Listen to me. When you walk in a casino and you want to gamble, the main thing is you should realize this. To gamble, you must accept losing. I don't accept losing. And neither does Damien. Damien, my friend. My friend Damien is right here. Damien. Is he Damien? Yeah, he just stuck his head out of him. pile of snakes, huh? Oh. You don't want to see this, do you? Well, Let me I show you something. Yeah, that's Let okay, me show you something. No, I tell you what, Anvil. Go ahead, Anvil. Roll the dice. Mr. Cameraman, get your ass back up here. Hello? I'm talking <laughs> to you. Get the camera back up here. Oh, my that God. That is not what you need to worry about, Anvil. The bottom line is this. When the DDT comes, then the snake comes out. Worry about the DDT. 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 Think about it. A man of his word, Jake the Snake Roberts. Now, uh, if you get a chance to go on YouTube and actually watch the <laughs> video of that, a couple of other interesting aspects of that. Jake has got his arm around Michael St. John, and the only thing keeping him upright is the fact he's clinging on to Michael St. John. He's so messed up he can <laughs> barely stand. Uh, after this promo, he goes down to ringside and pulls out the snake goes up to a woman in the crowd, holds the snake between her between his legs and starts stroking the snake suggestively <laughs> as if it were something else besides Damien. And there's like a gif of that that I've seen around the internet. <laughs> Just, he grabs her hand, puts it on his chest, and makes her start rubbing his chest, and he starts stroking the snake. And this is on pay-per-view. Like the announcers are having to try to not – Acknowledge it's <laughs> happening right in front of them. <laughs> it's well, the whole pay per view, the train wreck, but Jake especially was just wow. Oh my god! Well, I was going to say I would definitely like to go to the and play blackjack with Jake if he was if he always had twenty two, but if he's if he's doing that <laughs> exactly, kind of stuff, yeah, I, I think I, I think I could uh, I think I'd probably steer clear of Jake if he's petting the snake. <laughs> It goes off the rails right in the beginning. You want to play 21, he's got 22. If you want to play blackjack, he's got two of those as well. <laughs> like, Okay, so this didn't even start out well. It didn't like it just eased its way off the rails. It just flew right off from the opening line. So, yeah, that's <laughs> – I wish like I say, that, I that was that, a doozy. I wish to God I could remember that, uh, that joke that he tried to tell when we were on that show with him. Um, I don't even remember what it was at. He was trying to tell some joke about Willie Nelson and a proctologist or something. <laughs> and I wish I could remember that joke. <laughs> but uh, 
I think it was that one. Was that the Boonville one? I don't know. We did two or three. I think so. And one was more pathetic than the the next. But the one in Boonville was it because that was the one where the late uh, what's her name's wife that was paying him was screaming across the building that she wouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> they wouldn't pay him to lay in the ring all night because yeah he was uh, yeah that he was working Tommy Rich and he was taking the heat and and Jake had just basically just laid down <laughs> and he wouldn't move he wouldn't get up wouldn't do anything and poor Tommy yeah and Tommy's just, just kicking him, him and then, and, <laughs> and, <talking. laughs> and if anybody if anybody ever says Tommy Rich can't work Tommy Rich basically picked Jake up and gave himself a DDT for the finish. <laughs> He picks Jake up. Jake's barely standing. He sweeps his legs and drops on top of his head for what had to be the saddest DDT in recorded history and basically rolled Jake on top of him and lost. I was like, man, if that dude didn't get a bonus tonight. (laughs) Oh, my God. I've heard of people wrestling brooms but never a corpse, and that was pretty close to what that was. Oh, I know. That was the damnedest thing. I, I I may have that on my YouTube channel. I know I had the video somewhere. Yeah, and he's just rolling around the mat, and finally the promoter's wife's like, we're not paying you to lay on the mat. Get up, and slaps the mat. <laughs> and he's just rolling around holding his head, and Tommy Rich was like he would just want to crawl into a fucking hole somewhere. Like, he was just... <laughs> <laughs> he got back in the dressing room. I ain't never working that son of a bitch again. I'm getting tired of shit. Because that was like the third Rick <laughs> Ivey show in a row he had worked him on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but he's in a better place now. He's a Hall of Famer, and uh, he's cleaned up, and and thank God for it. Man, I'm gonna tell you what. When we were seeing him back then, it's like I I didn't give him two years, honestly, man. I I, I didn't like. Uh, you say kinda, DDP deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for saving Scott Hall and Jake because they were in some rough, rough situations. Yeah, I just. I remember my first show with him was uh, that outside show, and he he showed up, and <laughs> I was just like, that can't be the Jake Roberts that I remembered. But yeah, it's, thank the <laughs> thank goodness that DDP got a hold of him and turned him around, and and uh, yeah, because you remember he life. rolled up in like an '87 Firebird. And at that show, yeah. he wouldn't get out of the car because he had warrants, and people were looking for him for child support. And so he sat in the car already dressed until his music played, and he got out of the car, and he stumbled to the ring and, you know, fumbled through a match and then staggered back to the car and then left. Like, you know, it was. Yeah, and remember he was, he had on a pair of sweatpants and some snakeskin boots. (laughs) And when he come, he had two on when he went to the ring. And when he come back, he only had one boot on. And we never knew what happened to the other boot. And it looked like he had pissed the sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he either only sweated right in the front or <laughs> Yeah, that, in one anyway. particular spot. Yeah. <laughs> one, one particular spot. He so, was... God bless Jake. Thank the Lord he's <laughs> he's in better he's in a better place now. Absolutely. So uh hit us with the plugs, Neil. All right, make sure and check out um dot com. Um Actually, making some changes to localslegends.com. We're going to more of a uh, a blog type thing on there where we can uh, we can post some up some quick updates uh, for guests that are coming on, as well as some news and that type of thing. Uh, there's also a link on there where you can do uh, you can go in the archives and uh, listen to past 
uh, episodes of the show as well as current episodes of the show. So uh, make sure and check that out. Um, look for us on uh, Facebook. We're very, very active on Facebook, Local to Legends Wrestling Radio. Just put that in the search bar, and um, it should pull right up. Uh, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, LTL Wrestling Radio, at LTL Wrestling Radio. On Twitter, make sure and uh, follow, give us a follow there. We try to try to update that pretty frequently and, and be Twitter active on there. If you want to follow myself, um, you can follow me on Twitter, Neil Taylor Brand, uh, at Neil Taylor Brand on Twitter. Uh, also, make sure and go and check out NeilRealDealTaylor.com. You got some cool stuff for sale on there, so uh, make sure and check that out. Gene, what have you got to plug? Well, uh, for what it's worth, I've got uh, my Twitter, uh, at Vince Hates Us All. I've got my own personal Facebook page, facebook.com slash kingofallwrestlingmedia. I've got a pro wrestling tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Gene Jackson. And uh, I've got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV, and there's all kinds of Fun stuff on there, promos, old matches, uh, stuff like the Jake debacle we were just talking about. There's quite a bit of that kind of stuff on there. So go check it out when you get a chance. And um, we got a new sponsor this week. Everybody knows we got Rockstar Records been sponsoring us. Uh, we now have ActiLabsByRosie.com is now a sponsor of Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio. ActiLabs offers the latest in French scientific skin care, cosmetics, hair growth, weight loss, and inch loss solutions. So there's a lot of great deals on the website there. So go check out acti slash labs by com and uh, tell her that uh, Gene and Neil sent you. She might give you a discount. Next week, we, so we've been on a good run of shows here, Neil. We've had quite a few good episodes. I was uh, extremely proud of last week's show with Conrad Thompson. Uh, Conrad was very open with us and, and uh, talked at length about a lot of great topics. And I think it provided a lot of insight into Conrad's uh, side of the story that, you know, you don't necessarily get a chance to get listening to him on Bruce or uh, Tony Schiavone's podcast. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, go in the archives and check it out. Uh, I've got a lot of good feedback on it and uh, I think you'll like it. So go on and check that one out. And next week uh, we've got a guest lined up, a man who has been making his name for himself Throughout the Southeast, his name came up a couple times in the episode we did a couple weeks back talking about booking wrestling shows. Donnie Primetime is going to join us here next week. And uh, nice guy, good guy. He's he's uh, trying his best to get his name out there and get seen all throughout the Southeast. He's made road trips to Texas, and he's went up to Pennsylvania for Ring of Honor uh, tryouts and uh schools and seminars and all that sort of thing so we're gonna have donnie on and kind of get a a young man's perspective of a guy who's, who's trying to make it and uh i'm looking forward to that one how about you i'm i'm excited to hear from donnie uh um of course uh, the show that uh i'm booked over here the the um halloween monster bass show that we did last october i i booked donnie for that did a phenomenal job he and uh he and uh, Next Level Josh Matthews put on a put on a wrestling clinic. It was really really good. Um, and uh, working with Donnie myself, Donnie's a lot of it's a lot of fun to work with. Uh, real easy guy to work with, and uh, I, I look forward to talking to him next week. 
And as it stands right now, unless something changes, Donnie Primetime defeated Megastar Memphis Monroe in what was his final match ever in Houston, Mississippi. So a little bit of useless oh, wow. trivia there for Donnie's career. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to Donnie about, about that, that and a whole lot more. Oh, yeah, can't forget about that. Uh, we're going to. We're gonna get old Memphis on the show here one of these days. He's he's got some stuff he wants to talk about from throughout his long illustrious career. So sometime when we can squeeze that in, or we may have to work it in a little at a time because a little him, you know, a little Memphis goes a long way. So we might not do it all in one show, uh, but we'll get him on here soon. But we'll talk to Donnie next week, and he'll tell everybody how they can get in contact with him and book him on their wrestling show wherever that may be. Because like I said, the man's willing to travel, and that's all part of. Uh, getting your name out there so I'm proud of him for that so that's all for this week uh i thought the show went well i always like to say it's always fun talking to Derek. um and like you mentioned we are expanding locals to legends.com like you say we made it into a blog we'll be posting show updates we'll be posting videos and stories about some of the people we're having on the show uh maybe some columns here and there i'm, I'm always and i know you're kind of the same always sitting and watching old shows on uh, WWE Network or YouTube. So I may start writing some some short reviews of some of those on there as well just to let people check out and compare notes on how they feel about watching some of the old stuff as well. All right. All right. Well, that's it. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to chime in anything there or not. We're going to go with no on that. So, Well, um, that was it. <laughs> that was it. So that's we're going to get to uh, – What's now fast becoming my favorite part of the show, the closing, and uh, <laughs> what has now become a new tradition for the show, a running gag, if you will, but it's all for our, our great friend, Jax. Hope he enjoys it. I spent a lot of time seeking these out for him, just simply for his enjoyment. So here you go. Here's another one. Tune in next Sunday night, 10 p.m. Central. Live as always, as we are joined by Donnie Primetime. Thanks for listening. <laughs>